Hey, I'm Cardin, former Disney cast member and founder of LogRide. And I'm John Davidson, theme park fan and travel hacker. We are on a mission to unveil the secrets, insights, and people behind the theme park industry. Join us each week for a new episode. Now sit back and hold tight, because we're about to launch into the Thrill Seekers podcast. All right, car APA update day two. You ready, Cardin? Let's do it. All right, so quick 10-minute recap. Uh, press releases is what we'll start with. Um, I would say um, the first one was Zamperla. Did I say that right? Okay, okay. good. I just keep screwing that name up. I don't know. I'm just... Um, so they... Uh, they uh, what's, wait, I can't remember what their press release was. They showed some they, of their new ride about concepts. Some of their new concepts yeah. uh, nothing, nothing super new. It's more like just kind of better versions of the stuff they got now. Uh, definitely hitting that market above a kiddie coaster, so the family coaster side. Yep. And uh, they showed a lot of their options, and they talked a lot about the whole. You know, we could, we're like the one-stop shop. We can give you flat rides and coasters and, you know, the whole schmear. Shaba- the whole shebang. Is- I think you can attest to as a, as a dad is how there's that. They talked about the height range where your kids are a certain height and then there's a gap between where they can ride the kiddie coasters versus the big coasters. Correct, yeah. They, they talked about it a lot. As a matter of fact, the guy talking, which I can't remember who it was. I didn't write it down, but he was saying that he's a dad and his daughter is right in that... That, that sweet spot where she is done with the kitty coasters, but she can only ride certain family coasters. And uh, so it's, it's kind of interesting. I'm glad they see that as a gap and I've identified it. And the other thing you talked about is that, I don't know if it's because of insurance or what, but a lot of the mine rides, which used to be family coasters, have had to increase their height uh, restrictions, which I didn't, I didn't know that was a thing. So something to, I guess, uh, something I didn't realize. Uh, and then after that, it was the uh, it was the um, Ender Ideas Group, and they do the AT360, which is a simulator ride. And uh, they talked about uh, going to the moon. Uh, they've got a, a new simulator, uh, so that was I don't want to call it a retheme, but basically that was one that you could basically pick up and put in if you had that device. You know, it's like a new. You call that a new? I call it. I don't know. It's overlay is is. I guess not really the case because it's more of a, just changing the programming. So, uh, but that one was interesting. I, I kind of liked how they were basing it on the uh, Deutsche Cone, Deutsche Coin. So it was at least gimmicky, and they really talked a lot about memes and stuff. So at least they're kind of identifying the younger market and at least exploring that. They were only only. <laughs> I, th- I thought it was a creative idea. I mean, I. It's rare that you see that kind of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm curious so. how much that's identifying with the youth these days, John. I don't <laughs> think it's really identifying with the youth per se, but I thought it was kind of fun to. It's, it's gimmicky. Yeah, Dogecoin. Yeah, gimmicky. kind of gimmicky. But I wanted to ask if you could buy it with Dogecoin, but I, I didn't think that was worth <laughs> a, a question in the in the press conference. That's funny. And then uh, the next one was uh, um, LAI Games, and they. Uh, they bought the franchise for the Asphalt 9, which is a super fancy uh, video game. It's really popular. Uh, and so they put that um, with an advanced cabinet, so the driving experience. But again, it's just a little incremental improvement to the current stuff. And then there was a, a whole bunch of uh, water park 
concepts thrown at us rapid fire. So many that the only one I can remember has already been announced. So that was the Pollen Group, and they are putting in that uh, round, it's a... Uh, I can't remember what they call it, but basically if you think about going through a water slide and then you hit a point where you go into a carousel, uh, and, uh, like a bowl? Uh, no, not a, a bowl. Uh, like it goes up around. Yeah. So you basically, it makes it sound like you're, you don't actually go upside down, although the device goes upside down. But what you do is basically rock back and forth and you drop into the next chamber and you rock back and forth and drop into the next chamber and then out the water slide. So that one's opening up. It's already opened overseas and then it's coming to the Dells uh, this next season. So, But they had a lot of concept stuff in that. That was, that was a jam-packed one. So much I can't uh, really even remember all the different things they were talking oh, about. Oh, like a Ferris wheel? Is that what you're talking about? Oh, was it the yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Ferris wheel. I said, I said merry-go-round. Yeah. I meant Ferris wheel. Is the water slide Ferris wheel. It's the water slide Ferris oh, wheel. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no yeah. wonder you were confused. I said merry-go-round. Okay, yeah, Ferris yeah. Wheel. Um, Mount Olympus is getting one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the Dells. Going to do in the Dells. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was that was interesting. Uh, the next one was Triotech, which they talked about a new, basically dark ride. It it was pitched because it's coming to Niagara Falls. I was thinking it was gonna be something kind of like really cool, but really it's just uh, another um, dark ride attraction, like a Ripley's Believe It Not, or you know, this kind of standalone um, ones. So, all right, changing lanes. And we're also changing gears because we're gonna talk about the, I guess the most anticipated press release was the new coaster. So what'd you think? Well, let's first talk about where it's going. That was the big secret that Gerslauer was keeping under wraps, is where is there a second coaster in 2022? Right. Yeah. A lot of thoughts online. And and then the guy that gets up on stage, he's from a a park called Costaland. Had you heard of Costaland before, John? I had never heard of Costaland. I hadn't either. Apparently, there is a Formula One racetrack in Austin, Texas, that has accumulated rides over the years. They started... I think he said five years ago with several kiddie rides and have slowly accumulated some bigger flat rides up to the point where they decided it was time to make a major investment in a roller coaster. It was pretty amazing though when you think about it. They went from a park that had nothing to a whole bunch of kiddie rides and then they added, I can't remember how many bigger attractions and then bam, they're going to get a new uh, new roller coaster. It's kind of it's kind of a, kind of a big big step right I mean like that's pretty big uh, from an investment standpoint too it's interesting at this IAPA and I don't know if it's because of the pandemic or what but the two big investment announcements were both at smaller parks yeah so it's kind of kind of interesting so uh, any any elements or anything you think is worth chatting about so there's two main elements of this maybe even three that make it pretty unique uh, or not unique but are different than some of the other coasters uh, it does have a vertical lift because of the constrained space, right, at this, at this uh, park. And then, the, I think the, the biggest marketing point that they're putting out is they're having a section of the ride go over an active roadway. Yes, and not only, I mean, it actually does the stall over the, right? Yeah. Flips upside down over the 
and uh, and it's a pseudo shuttle. I don't know what you call that, but it's going to then have a spike on the other side of the road. Which actually is that? Is, I couldn't think of another spike that has a wave in it. So this spike goes up, and you know you see like on the vertical velocities and stuff the twist. But this one's got like a little. It looks like it might be an airtime kind of little pop at the right before the top of the Could be. spike. So technically two spikes. No, no, because no, you only, you only, because, so sorry, the roll, the rolls you would go back on the other side as yeah. you traverse the other side. You, and, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. You no, go, no, You go up the vertical lift, you go through the, the course, over the road, you end on the spike, you come back down, and then you valley out at the bottom of the first hill, after the lift hill, and then there's a transfer track that rotates and then swings you back over into the station. Yeah. And if you're an enthusiast, you've probably already seen the video online. Yeah. <laughs> so, That's probably so, a better bet. Go watch the video. Yeah. Uh, then the last, uh, next to last one was the Whitewater. And uh, again, uh, they talked about all of the projects they have going. And there was some amazing stuff overseas. It was pretty, that, I didn't realize that company was so big. Yeah, they do a lot of stuff overseas. So they actually broke up some of their presentation into what they're doing in the U.S., what they're doing in the Asia Pac region, what they're doing, and they were huge projects. Yeah, like and of course, parks. yeah, some parks. Yeah, quite a few full parks. Uh, so that so that was uh, pretty interesting. But nothing new. I think everything was stuff we'd already found out about. Correct. Nothing new. Um, and then I missed the spree, which was the virtual bumper cars. Did oh, you watch that? Too. No. I, it's it's a. Uh, I, I wouldn't say. It, it was more of a unique spin than I thought because you can that I that they said something like you can uh, you know see different things in the bumper cars so I don't know that's probably maybe worth swinging by the booth and checking that out because it seemed to be a bigger bigger change than I thought so I'm kind of wondering how it differentiates I didn't quite understand to miss the the info might be worth uh, trying to check out um, on the show floor. So other than that, uh, show floor-wise, I got to walk around a little more, um, see some of the different stuff. Uh, a lot more of the water park boost, but like you already mentioned earlier, um, nothing new. I think the only thing that stood out is they're, I think it's kind of not, not gimmicky, but they're putting lights in the, in the, in the tubes. That was kind of newer. I mean, we've seen lights and uh, lit up tubes before, but this is, they're actually putting it in the polymer. So that's gonna kinda, so it like, wow. they can do twinkle lights and all kinds of stuff like that. Like they're embedding they're, LED lights They're the embedding, embedding the lights in the, in the, in the actual ones, yeah. That's really cool. Um, so until they break. <laughs> but, uh, and then they also had some, uh, one of them pitched a idea of the virtual, not virtual reality, but they put the projectors inside. So I think it's, I don't know if it's going to be mist or a, like a waterfall, but then they can project an image on that. So they can do uh, images on like a water or they could do images on the side or they can, you know, when you have one of those circular points, they could do some type of um, like video. And I think some of that's already been done. But yeah, I started to see some of this overseas. There are these multimedia water slides where you, there's different projection elements or lighting effects that are in those big container pieces that you slide into so that's interesting and then uh so and then the last thing we got to do on the show floor yesterday was we got to try the new ride vehicle from uh 
Um, is that is that is that the I'm just trying to remember it. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's again nothing nothing revolutionary. They're taking a whole bunch of their already already um, I guess already used ideas and then putting them together. So this one has the car seats four people, spins around. Uh, so that's the only axis it spins. And then they've got four of the seats that they use for the 4D. And I know I'm super simplifying this, but to, but to picture it, those seats are the are what gives you the movement or the shaking and the vibration, so that that those right vehicles are be, are easier to put into locations, uh, cheaper to build, um, those type of things. So uh, you'll start seeing, I think, some of those a little bit more interactive uh, elements in some of the dark reds. I think so. I mean, this is really taking a technology that we've had for a long time, which is the whole simulator idea on a moving platform. But before, you're, you're putting this giant piece of machinery on a, a multi-axis simulator platform, right? Well, here you just have a huge piece of machinery that rotates 360, and then you put these smaller motion bases on top of that, which are just the seats. Uh, so I think that's going to allow a lot more flexibility for these smaller budget FECs. Right. And yeah. and think about breakdowns, right? So if you think of like a riser resistance, if one of those, one of those, uh, I guess we'll call them, you know, the, one of the ride, ride vehicles has an issue, then the whole ride vehicle's out. Well, this one, they can just swap the seat out um, or run it with one of the seats not working. Or, yeah. So so it gives like a smaller park uh, more availability to keep the ride functioning without. So I don't know, that's, that's cool. And, and I, I'd say they did some, they let us test it with uh, some special effects so the whipping they've really got that down to where they can spin the car and rotate your seats to really make you feel like you're you're going around a bin and sliding like uh like a yeah like a drift i mean they really got i thought that was pretty impressive i was pretty surprised how realistic it felt so all right any other uh parting words from day two i think that's it for me let's jump on to day three all right day three is going to be light uh, uh, really light on the press releases so it'll be interesting to see if we have anything to talk about it may just be us uh, boring and telling you about uh, maybe some of the, <laughs> the, uh, event, the events we did uh... join us each week for more Thrill Seekers podcasts and check us out on the web at thrillseekerspodcast.com This has been a Parksman Podcast production.